And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Well, we are back. It is the Weighing In Podcast, and we are here to talk about all of the happenings in combat sports. We have a UFC pay-per-view, unfortunately, so you got to put out some money, but a good pay-per-view coming up this weekend. We just had Nonito Donaire against Inouye. It did not look good for Donaire. He just started to look his age a little bit but he's because he's going against a great guy. We have so many things going on in our combat sports world. And a ton for us to talk about. And if we're going to talk about it, we got to talk about it with the man, the real punk, the guy who knows it all. Look at that. Look what I just said. My man, Josh, what's up? <laughs> you must have had a brain fart when you said that. You know. No, you know that's not true. But I love I love the enthusiasm. I love the intro. And thank you very much for being so kind to me. As always, Big John always poking fun, trying to trigger me, but never comes out on top in that situation. <laughs> But hey, before we get into this show, we get into UFC. Is it 273 there, podcast, Dave? 275. 275. My bad. Sorry. Before we get into 275, go to com. Pick up some of our merch. We've got everything available. Sweaters, sweatshirts, sorry, hoodies, long sleeves, short sleeves. You've got it all. I can't get it right. You cannot get away from a sweater. I'm just simply saying, man, I I always get it right. John, you said it so you said it yourself. (laughs) You said it so yourself. I'm always right. I'm you'll always t- you'll right. tell the lie and tell it's the truth. Yeah, that's right. I love that. I'm telling you, that shirt's got to come out. If you don't believe me, I'll, t- I'll turn around and I'll tell you the truth. All right, anyway, something like that. Anyway, something in there. All right. But hey, before before we jump into UFC 275, you wanted to talk the boxing. I didn't get a chance to see it. I actually didn't even realize it was going on. But why don't you talk the boxing real quick? I heard he got knocked out in the second round. Yeah, that's because it was on like five thirty in the morning. So, but Jeez, man. yeah, it was. It was. A, it was. I'll tell you what. It's one of those ones you look at, and, and I love Nonito Denaire. He has I'm been a an huge un- fan, unbelievable champion. The guy is, you know, he was pound for pound. I think at one time considered the best. You know, and then kind of had a little bit of a dip, and then came back. And uh, he's just been fantastic, but man, in a way, just looked so good. I don't know if anyone could have beat him on that night. He was just—he had power in his shots. He was precise with you know he—you could see him just picking the spots and setting up Donaire. And Donaire got hit with some shots. It, it just—they froze him. He got stunned on his legs. He got stanky leg. It's, you look at sometimes it's your night and sometimes it's not. And man, it was definitely in a way's night. You know, congratulations to him. Big win in front of his fans in Japan. And I feel really bad for Donaire, but he's had a great career and stuff. I'm sure he's still going to continue on. He'll be back, but that was a big win for in a way. You, you know, I don't know if you know this, John, but you know, I believe it was who was his first loss in boxing? Donaire's? Yes. Can you pull that up, Dave? Man, let's I wish let's I could research remember. this. But I can tell you this, though. Guess who one of his losses was? Sure. Rosendo Sanchez, the guy who bought really? the Rosendo? boxing coach. Rosendo was one of his losses. Was that now, early I don't know on that in his was, career? I don't. I believe it was either his first. I think it was his first loss. Was really? Rosendo Sanchez? Yep. Wow, you have to go. Keep on going way back. Yeah, it'd be yeah. way down. Yeah, it's no. Rosendo uh, Sanchez, right there, lost. Rosendo Sanchez, fight. right there. In Second 2001. Play. Yep. My God, in the sport. Yep. How about that? I, did, I didn't know talk, that. And I've known Rosendo forever. Shit. He's funnier yep. than shit. 
people Rosendo, talk shit about Rosendo, but he's a fuck. He can. He's a dog, man. He can fight. That's Let's talk he, some oh, shit. He definitely. He definitely can't. He can box like a sumbitch, but he stands about three and a half feet tall. <laughs> Maybe three and a half. Man. Four. Four feet. Four feet. <laughs> Look, that guy's a little bulldog. I oh, love. He he's is. a great. He's a great pad holder. He's great to have in your corner. He's, he's a got great good coach. work. He's yeah. a great coach. People don't yeah. give him enough respect because, you know, he runs his mouth a lot, especially with all that stuff with the John Jones situation and all the other shit uh, that went on. But, man, I can't say enough about Rosendo. He was there for me a lot when I was uh, training at AKA. When any, anytime I'd get ready to warm up, he'd warm me up on the mitts a little bit for sparring, and then I got done. He'd help me, He'd hold for me, you know, three to five rounds on the mitts. He, he, he's giving me combinations that you don't normally – you don't normally get because he's predominantly boxing, you know, pretty much all boxing, but yeah. he'd work in the kicks and stuff. But he was just fun to fuck around with because you knew if you threw a kick in him, he'd be like, Don't you fucking kick me, <laughs> son of a bitch. Don't you kick <laughs> don't me. You but he was crap. he was fun, man. He's a great guy. He's got his own little spot up there in Santa Rosa right now. It's a nice little gym. He's got a good jiu-jitsu program. Students are growing, got a great boxing program for yeah. for the youth up there in Santa Rosa. So if you guys are up there, you guys listen to us. You guys live in that Santa Rosa area, man. Make sure you guys check out Rosendo's gym up there. Cool little spot, man. Good gym. So I want to throw him a little love because, you know, guys don't know that. They don't know that uh, Rosendo was one of the guys that I first did, beat him. I, I think it was his I second I did fight. not know that he yes. beat Donaire. Yeah. Wow. Got to give Ro his love, man. Got to well, give Ro his, Ro his love. Yeah, he so. Caught him early on in his career. Smart move. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, and the thing is, I, I, I'm surprised because Ro's like – I've seen him spar with some of the littler guys, even now, a little shorter, a little overweight, stuff like that. He'll touch, he'll still touch him to the oh, body. Yeah. Oh yeah, he'll still. It's one of those tools like riding a bike, man. You never really get rid of it. You got the combinations. You gotta have the confidence to throw it. So he's good for about two rounds. <laughs> then you know, after that, he's like, I gotta take these gloves off before these young bucks start trying to chase after me. Uh, <laughs> so that's it. He's fun though, man. Great person. He actually went out um, to. Uh, he 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 went out with Tyson to. Um, uh vegas and extreme couture he was there with gray maynard and tyson uh -huh. and all of them he was he did a lot yeah. of training out there he was a great guy just a great yeah guy. he did a lot of work with uh, uh yeah oh okay i was thinking mike tyson no you're talking no. about tyson griffin yeah, yeah tyson i was, griffin, like, I was like mike tyson i was like no, no. Oh, okay okay first name okay. tyson last name Griffin. yeah 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 yeah. no tyson yeah tyson <laughs> and gray yep yep yeah. now he's up in santa rosa doing his thing he's got a nice little cool spot there jim Great guy uh, overall, but yeah, I just want to throw a little love for him in that situation. That's yeah. it. Sucks to see no no need to go out like that. You know, I didn't get the chance to see it, but I have been seeing. I've been seeing that decline for a long time. I remember when he fought uh, Darchinian, and he just was on point that oh, night. Oh, against Vic Darchinian, man, just yeah, whew. he was on point. I was like, holy shit! Then I saw a couple of his fights down in L.A. Uh, a long while back, and then. Um, yeah, he's he's good, man. He's just good all the way around. Great person too. Absolutely amazing person. When you talk to him, you meet him, and uh, great person. So, give him a little bit of love. Um, sad to see him go out like that, but it is what it is. This is the fight game. Fight Can't game, fight baby. forever. We know fight the rules. Game. We know the rules. John. Fight games mean. Uh, all right, before we get into UFC 275, first go to mybookie.ag, use our promo code Wayne in that little QR code that Podcast Dave's going to put up right there. We're going to give you guys Wayne in on the odds as well. We're going to break each fight down for you guys, and hopefully you guys can make a little extra spending cash with mybookie.ag using our promo code Wayne in. As we break these fights down, we're going to give you the odds, the over, the unders, the all the things that come along with it. And just remember to use our promo code Wayne in, and John and I will feed you some knowledge. Now look, because we talk about these fights so in depth, I want you guys to understand one thing. 
Okay. There's no science to fighting. You guys need to know that. Okay. So we would also like you guys to understand that even though we are telling you this is a bet we would make, it's because the odds are skewed so much. Sometimes you guys are like, oh, you guys said so-and-so would win. No, oh, we didn't say so-and-so would win. We think that's the person who win. We would just take the chance we on the odds of saying, hey, I would take the chance of you know betting on the underdog here because if you win, it's good money. And that's, exa that's exactly what we're here to do is try to make you guys money. And sometimes, majority of the time, the good money and the good bet is the, is the underdog. You can make a lot of money on those bets and putting down a little bit less but making a lot more money. So let's go ahead and get this weighing in on the odds. Well, actually, let's just go through the fight card first. Or do you want to do the weighing in on the odds first there, podcast, Dave? Well, do the break down the main event, and then we'll get into we'll get into the odds for the main okay. event, and then uh, we'll do that. There we go. Fight. So we're going to, as podcast Dave just said, we're going to break down each fight, uh, the ones that we feel that the best odds are on, and we're going to give you those breakdowns on weighing in on the odds. All right, here we go. So let's go ahead with Glover Teixeira and Yuri Prochaska. What do you think? Prochaska. However you want to say it. Okay, I just call him Yuri. <laughs> Yuri. Yo, Yuri. Perfect. There you go. Go, um, Yuri, go. You know, I was listening to a couple other shows, and they were they were talking, and, you know, they must have been listening to our show like most of them do, and we know we know they steal some of our content because we break it down so well. So I know that. They know that. But it's okay. I'm going to give them a little bit of rub. I'm going to give them some rub, okay, and uh, and let them know. Let them know that we, we, uh, we, we, know, we recognize you guys. The overall... Story on this fight, though, John. Everyone, I think everyone knows. Yuri's got a sprawling brawl. Keep this thing on the feet because if Clover Teixeira gets him to the ground, this fight can be over, and it can be over quick. And the damage that he puts on people from the top position with the ground up pound, yeah. the weight and the pressure he puts on them makes guys like Yuri, like they did with um, uh, uh, Blahovich, is that it really wears them down so much that they just have. No way of defending themselves without taking the damage. And if they're defending themselves, they're actually just getting smashed, put into places where they're either taking the damage or getting submitted or getting put into a submission to that's where it's taking more energy out of you. Glover, like I, I look at 42 years old, no one's going to knock anything he's done. Okay, he had a rough road all the way to the title. He's finally there. John Jones is up at the heavyweight division, or so we seem. He hasn't seen him fight there yet. But he is now the new king in the, in the, in the 205 pound division in the UFC. And so when I'm sitting here breaking this fight down, Yuri's got the speed. I think he's got the power. He's got the power to knock out Glover. Glover can stand on the feet though. That's where I think the difference is. I don't think that Yuri can survive too long on the ground with Glover. Whereas Glover can stand on the feet and survive with him enough to get the takedown. Now I'm not saying that he should go out there and stand and bang. Let's make sure we make that clear. I believe that I believe that Glover can stand enough to get into the clinch. He can stand enough to make the threat of the stand up effective because that Yuri knows the takedown is coming. Everyone knows that that Glover's his game plan these days, as he's gotten older, John, is to get the fight to the ground, to control that top position, dominate these lesser Smart opponents. Fighting. These lesser opponents that are they're lesser only on the ground. They're not always equal to him on the ground. I don't know very many in the two hundred five pound division. They're as good as him on the ground. Name one. Top position. Uh, what, what, what's what's the guy that fights? Uh, oh, he fights at one eighty five. He should be fighting at two hundred five. Uh, oh, Vieira. 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 Yeah. Right. He's, yeah, he's yeah. a one eighty five. He's a middleweight. Yeah, he should be a two hundred five pounder. Though. Yeah, and we <laughs> we, we, we we say look at the the only guy that you want to. I mean, I know it sounds weird to say, but if you're going to compare ground games, they're different. You know, Paul Craig has got 
a really oh. good ground game, but it's off of his back. Comparatively, they do things different. Glover's not a jujitsu guy who is just super slick as far as what he does off of his back. He's good at sweeps. He's good at getting you know to the top position, but it's when he's in the top position, that's when you see his opponents start to wilt based upon the pressure that he puts on them, the amount of weight that they have to carry. It's just, there's a difference in how much pressure weight someone creates. This is like when you talk about Islam and people will never get it because they never rolled with them. They don't work out with them. They don't have a clue that the person that they work out with doesn't create one quarter of the pressure that that guy does. Well, that's Glover Teixeira. And I'm telling you, he is a monster on the ground. He is super heavy. There's only the only guy that I compared to him is you know Hicks and Gracie created an incredible amount of pressure. I know there are other guys out there that do that also. You know, Rafael, excuse me, Rafael Lovato Jr. He does it. A ton of pressure from the top position. Glover Teixeira does that. And if just like we said when he fought Blahovich, if he can get Yuri down, and that is a question here that I'm not sure that he can. But if he can, and he ends up in the top position, it's going to tax a guy who's got a really good gas tank pretty quick because of the pressure that Glover creates. You have to work very hard to try to get into positions where you can start to at least stop an attack, get a little bit of a breath, all of those things. Yuri is unique. And he, he, but he, he's awkward, and that sometimes is going to cause a problem for his opponent. In that, he is awkward. His stand-up attacks are, are different. But the one thing, if I, you know, I go back in time to look at fights, if you look at Glover's fight against John Jones, John's length gave him problems, gave him a lot of problems. He never was able to get into a flow with John. It was he was never able to get to that range where he felt comfortable. And it might be the same thing with Yuri here. He's got to get into that fire zone so he can get into that clinch so he can possibly take the fight to the ground. Now, look, he definitely has the wrestling ability to get this fight to the ground if he gets his hands clasped around Yuri. The question is, can he do it? So both guys have their their ways of winning this. Like you're saying, on the feet, Yuri Prochaska, or Prochaska is a guy that he's awkward, He's very effective and on the feet. I'm going to give him the fight because Glover at 42 years of age is not as fast as he used to be. He's taken some damage in the past. He's done a good job at recreating himself and he's back to where he doesn't get hit with one shot and it, and it's hurting him, but multiples will add up like they add up on anybody. But in this, if you're looking Glover as the champion, he's the underdog. And at 160 as the underdog, that's that's a lot. You know, minus 200 for Yuri, a plus 160 right now for Glover. I like the champ. If I'm going to go with this, and, and I think the fight is basically an even fight. And when you have an even fight, and I got a guy that I know he's got a route to victory, the question is, can he do it? I don't know for sure. We're going to find out. But I believe in I believe in Teixeira. I believe in everything that he's done with his career. I believe in the way he takes care of himself now. I believe in his mindset that he believes that he can beat Yuri. And he wants to walk out as the champion. And maybe, you know, this might be his last one at it. But he definitely doesn't want to hand that belt over. And so 
at a plus 160, I'm going to go with the champ. Yeah, there's a couple reasons why I'm going to go with the champ, but not just plus one, 160 at mybookie.ag. You guys don't use our promo code weighing in. There's also a QR code that Dave's going to put up for you guys to click on there. But look, I'm going to go with the champ for sure. No doubt about it. At plus 160, it seems like a smart bet. The reason being, you said it yourself. Yuri leaves himself. He's long. He's rangy. His stand-up sometimes can be awkward, which yes. leaves him what? Out of position. Open. Yeah. It leaves him open to be taken down. If he throws a wild kick or if he lunges in on a right hand, which he does quite a bit, he turns sideways quite a bit, makes yeah. it easy to snatch a single, run a double to the fence. If he locks his hands, he gets that takedown, Yuri's going to be on the bottom. You also go back and you look at um, when Yuri fought Nemkov, the, Bellator, the Bellator champ as of now, when he fought him. He had his hands full with Nemkov, and Nemkov was doing a lot of good work on him in the grappling areas. Okay, mm -hmm. And those positions is where he struggled with Nemkov. Now, I believe, and just my opinion, that Glover is the better grappler when it comes to the top pressure, the arm triangles, the rear naked chokes, the ability to do work. I believe that he's the better grappler. Now, on the feet, I would say that Yuri is obviously the better stand-up guy. You know, and we all know that. So I think this fight... The chances of it hitting the ground are pretty damn good. And I yeah. think Glover, understanding where he's at at 42 years old, he's got a good chance of dragging this fight into the second if if Yuri can survive. I'm going to go with the over as well, John. Okay, I know it's the favorite. I know it's one minus 135, but I'll yep. bet. I'll bet I'll bet on that as well. I think it will go into the second, maybe the third round. Yeah, because it's, talk, it's, it's one and a half rounds. I mean. Yes. You're talking yeah. about a five-round fight starts out at a different pace than a three-round fight. It just does. Mm -hmm. There's The fighters know I can't just you know be a buzzsaw here. I have to pace myself if I'm going to get into the later rounds. They know that, oh, I've got time to work also, and so they don't throw everything out there right away and stuff. I, you can almost look at the first round as the, it's going to be that feeling out process. I don't know. Yuri sometimes doesn't fill things out, though. That's the one thing that kind of scares me about look, that bet. But take a look. Take a look at the the fact of it is this. You know, if you've watched Yuri and Ryzen, you've watched him against some really good fighters. He's good. And I said that when he came over to the UFC and all, you know, all the fans were, oh, this guy, he's nobody. Hey, stand by. <laughs> this guy's really good. And then he knocks out Volkan, right? But Volkan is a stand-up fighter. He doesn't have a ground game, really. Yeah, he's he's a guy that's going to knock you out. Okay, then he takes on Dom Reyes, right? Mm -hmm. So he fights Dominic Reyes. Dominic great Reyes fight. known is a great fight, tough fight. One of the most exciting Reyes. fights I've seen. One Just of the most unbelievable exciting fights I've seen. Big but Dominic Reyes out. is not a guy that wins fights off of the stand up. He wins fights off of, excuse me, off of the ground. He wins them off of his stand up. Mm -hmm. So another guy that doesn't have the ground attack and the ability to take the fight there, a la what? Glover Teixeira has. So Glover's a different style of fight that Yuri has had problems in the past with guys that have the skill set to take him down and to be in the top position. It changes what Yuri's able to do. And so, you know, everything's about, you know, styles make fights. Well, this is this is a fight where styles are going to make the fight. Both guys can win it. You know, I'm, yep. I'm never going to say that, oh, Glover's going to walk away with it. No, not even close. Yuri's got a very good chance at winning this fight, becoming the champion. But his chance of doing that is about the same as Glover winning the, the, the fight and keeping his title.
Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. So if you guys are listening to us, go to mybookie.ag. Use our promo code Wayne in that QR code right off there to the side. Okay, and you guys click on that. We're going to go and put the money line down on the plus 160 to bet on Glover. Okay, yep. can take our advice or not. I'm also going to bet the um, the over around and a half. I'm going to bet on that as well. It's a minus 135. I know that's the favorite uh, to go over, but I'm going to go ahead and take that chance. because I believe it's going to go into the second, maybe the third, third round, round. But I think it's going to for sure go into the second round. I don't blame you. Well, it's got to go in well, the second for you to win. Round and a half. Let's mm-hmm. let's jump into the second fight. You have who do we have here? Valentina, dun, dun. the Queen. Chanko. Yep. Versus Guess. Santos. Talia Santos is good though, man. She is. She's a stud. John, stop, please. I know. I know. I know. Just I know, stop. I know, I know, I know, stop. Don't try to start. Don't try to start I'm convincing all, these people I'm to lose always, their money. Look, I always please. say. But it's Valentina Shevchenko, man. She's yeah. Like a, she's, a, she's a stud. I'm, I'm going to stop you right there, John. Stop. <laughs> Just stop. let's stop with it. Like, Look, as much as I want to say we can talk about this all day long, if the over, if the if she is favored minus 900, and if I've got that type of money to burn, I'm betting the minus 9. I'm betting the 900. <laughs> That's what I'm betting on her. Look, I have nothing against Santos. I think she's explosive. She's dynamic. She's a she's really good, everywhere. good fighter. She's, she's good, good everywhere. everywhere. She she has that like aggressive tenacity about her that may potentially give Valentina some problems for the first round. And then yeah. as Valentina figures her out, and Valentina understands what she's got to do, this is going to be one of those fights, though, John, that I feel like people are going to look and go, hey, it, I, in a roundabout way, this could be a, like a huge a, Amanda Nunes and, um, and Juliana Pena. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't think that Julian. I thought maybe she got her to the ground. She could get her into the deeper water. She didn't have to do it that way. She did it her way, and it worked. This fight, though, is one of those fights where I, Santos is probably the most dangerous fighter that she's had to fight. In terms at of 125. Like her, yeah, 125. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I want to make sure. I'm glad you clarified that. Yeah. People are gonna be like, "Oh, what about Amanda Nunes?" Oh, I'm down. Okay. <laughs> We have to, I, I've learned that over the time of doing this show, we have to make sure that we are very specific about this. Oh, yes. If you're, very specific. Don't leave so, one um, word out. <laughs> don't leave one word out. <laughs> don't leave one so word Santos out. So Santos versus Shevchenko. I'm going to obviously go with Shevchenko. Dave, can you pull up the odds so John can go ahead and break this down for us? Oh, my God. Take a look at yeah. those odds. We're talking plus 410 for Talia Santos and a minus 610. So you're you're not at the minus nine hundred right now, there, Josh. That's pretty good. And then the over is three and a half, or over three and a half at minus one forty five. Under three and a half is a plus one fifteen. I actually think it's going to go into rounds. I think it might go the distance. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's going to end up going into the fourth and fifth. Yep. I, th- I think I think it'll probably get to the fifth round. If I think it'll maybe go the full distance. Unless Valentina lands one of them Jessica eye kicks. Yeah, but here's the other thing. It really depends on how much Santos motivates her. Yeah, it does. Is she somebody that motivates her? Is she somebody that got has got her attention? Is let's like be honest, a Jessica not... Andrade that motivated her. Yep. She hadn't been motivated. Yep. And take a look at what she did when she got that fight. That's and I think the scary Jessica part. I motivated her as well. Jessica I motivated her from all the trash talk that she was bringing along with it. She's like, no, yeah. I'm the type to beat her. I'm the one that's gonna do this. And she went out there and proved a point. She's like, no, you're not. No one's gonna beat me until I'm ready. She's had some lackluster performances here and there, but I think it's based off of the fact that she's not, I don't think she's always been motivated. She's not always extremely motivated like she has proven to be in the past. Yeah. Um, But at minus 610, John, are you taking that bet? 
Are you taking nope. a plus? Are you putting a hundred down for the four ten? I look at this fight and I say, this is going to be a fun fight to watch, and I am not putting any money down on it. I got gotcha. you. Now, would you do anything on the over under? Yeah, I would. If I was going to bet, if I had to bet this fight, and I'm going to look and say, okay, I'm going to bet the fight. I'm going to go. I'm going to go to the over. I actually think that Santos is a really good fighter, and she's got ways of staying in this fight. And I think this fight's going to go into that fourth, fifth round, might go to a decision. So I would go towards the over. Got it. Got it. I, I probably would have to agree with you there. I definitely have to go to agree with you. So look, if you guys like that advice from us, go to mybookie.ag. Use that promo code Wayne in and that little QR code right there. All right, let's break into the next one. This is the fight that everyone's oh, expecting. This, they're super on. anticipated. There's big anticipation about this fight. The problem is, though, John, when you have a fight that it was the first time, it's, gonna it's be different. hard to repeat it. And you now can't repeat it. People going, oh, no, I'm not going to say they can't. They can do it. I know. They can yeah. do it. Now, now they may do it in a different way. That's yes. the thing. They may uh, do it in a different way. They both they both had to learn something from that first fight, and they have to go back and look at it, and you look and say, I need to be smarter in this situation. I need to be more yeah. technical in what I'm throwing in this. I need to be you know, watching the, you know, my, my left hand's dropping. There's technicalities that you can always look and say, I don't want to get into the firefight with her in this situation. There's all kinds of different things that they both need to look at and say, ah, I could have been better. Now, that doesn't mean that they weren't fantastic, but it was an incredible fight. And to sit there and to to hope that it's this, as good, yeah, you can hope. But even if it comes close, it's going to be a great fight. I think it's going to be a good fight. Just ha It depends on what you are looking for in a fight. Okay, and what, what I'm saying is the first time it was a knockdown, drag out, don't give a shit what happens. You know, Joanna was running away with it with, through rounds one and two. And think Bailey about Zang it. Three, this is a three-round fight. So if it was oh, a three-round fight, you know, this is three rounds. The last one, Weili Zhang came out uh, and took over in the end and won that fight off of those last rounds. This yeah, is not it. Joanna is in that position. This is a three-round fight. You want to go run away with this fight. Ooh, I, I'm glad you reminded me. I'm glad you reminded me. She is she's too much. She's too fast for her. Her movement's too much for her. Willie Zhang takes a little while to get warmed up. You, she bit. also likes someone who's aggressive with her. Joanna will be aggressive, but she'll be in and out before Whaley can get off get, get after her. She's gonna pick her apart in the first two rounds. Now, and, I, and as obviously we know she can survive the third round. We saw her survive three more rounds after that. I'm gonna, I'm leaning towards Joanna. She's a plus one forty. I'm gonna take the Joanna money all day long, and I think it's for sure gonna go all three rounds. I think you're gonna have a knockdown, drag out fight. So I'm gonna go Joanna uh, for plus one forty. I'll throw my hundred down to win, you know, one forty or whatever it is. So take my money. Man, over is a minus two forty five at two and a half. They're pressing yeah. the edge on that one. They're going, this is going to go the distance. <laughs> yeah, for sure it's going to go the distance, I believe. I would think. Both of them have uh, shown that they can take fighters. each other's shots. Yeah. They're both good fighters. They both you know, show that they can uh, be in there with the other and take, basically take the best of what the other fighter has to you know, offer as far as power and stuff. Because they they landed some big shots on each other in yeah. that first fight. And, you, know, and it, you could see both of them had times when they were affected by it but they were both able to regroup during and, and continue on. So I would say I hate going at minus 245 in that over, but I think I would go to it. Yeah. I, at 245, I mean, like, I think I, I think I would for sure go for it. I, I also think it's a little too rich for my blood. 
Because so, <laughs> if you guys don't know anything about me, I'm really cheap with my money when it comes to certain stuff. I'm gonna let you guys all know that right now. Okay. Right now. But I I, I like the I like the uh the plus one forty though for Joanna on this. And John, you saved me, man, because I was thinking five rounds. Three rounds my makes a different fight. On, my my ass would have got on mybookie.ag and typed in my promo code and used Wayne in and been like, you know what? Shit, I'm going all I'm going all in on Wei Lee. Nope, not if it's in a three round fight. I'm going Joanna. So at the at the plus one forty guys. Yeah. All right. So uh let's pick it let's pick a couple other fights off here that maybe we like the odds on. Let's scroll down, scroll through the fights though first so we can see which fights uh we kind of okay. like. No, no, no. Um Well, you got one there. The I love. That's the rest of Jake the Matthews against Andre Fialo. That's a great Ooh. matchup. That's a great match. Look, Andre has made his move since yep. coming into the UFC. He has Yeah. He has been there and and look, he had the one the first fight that he came in last minute. You know, he got the loss, but he performed beautifully. Yeah. And uh came in then next one. That was against Bahia, correct? Yeah. It was against Bahia. That's he, had right. a, he had a he had a great performance. Yeah. I mean, he he, he was he's in fought there twice. For, he's fought twice since then. Two, two yeah. finishes. He's had three fights so far. Jeez, man. All within what six months? Well, his his last was well, his last two. He's got he won by a TKO and knockout. Didn't he? Yeah. Show me yep. show me his last two fights. Okay? Baez, he beat Baez, and then who was the last guy he yeah, beat? Yeah. I missed he knocked it. out by he, he knocked out by it. Baez, yeah. Let's see who Mikhail Baez. Baez and Van Camp, Cameron yeah. Van Camp. Yeah. Yeah, Pahea and Pahea, That fight was close because he won the first, I think, and then he lost the second, or it was vice versa. He ended up winning one of those rounds. Yeah, well, he uh, won one of them. He won the first. Yeah, I think he lost the fight 29-28, and it was, you know, righteous. But he took that thing last second. Yeah, he did. So he's come in, man. This is his fourth fight, and you figure that was January. This is his fourth fight. It's June. He's fighting quite often. He's he's saying, you know what? Hey, I'm here, and I'm going to start making my mark. And he's, he's trying to get to that new contract. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to get <laughs> that new money. I want that new money. Yeah, I got well, two knockouts, two finish. I got you know what? The way I, to do the decision it. Decision I took on last minute notice against one of your guys' top prospects against Bahia. Hell no, man. And the guy's enormous. Shit. I, I mean, look. I've said it for the longest time about Fialo. He can wrestle when he wants to wrestle. He chooses he not wants to. to. And if you if you guys don't believe me that he can wrestle. Okay, um, there's a video out there that he put up on his own Instagram. So I'm not over here talking shit. Okay, he put it up is in terms of a, a like a recognition for DC that he's taking DC down a couple a bunch of times, and he has video proof of it and he showed it and he's put it up on his own Instagram. But it was more of like a recognition of DC's uh, entrance into the Hall of Fame, UFC Hall of Fame. So, uh, but check that video out. The guy can wrestle, man. He's got a great double leg. He's got a good single leg. He can wrestle. So if he needs to, which he generally doesn't choose to use it, but he can. He's got a no, blast double that's up. amazing. Yeah. And he's got a big left hook, and he's got a good right hand. So, I mean, I'm going to always probably go with Fialo over the, the whole thing, but I'm just being honest, man. He's he's a dog when it comes down to it all. Well, Who's he fighting? Jake Matthews. Jake Matthews. And if Jake gets him on the ground, Fialo's going to have problems. Mm. Jake's got good stand-up, but his ground, he's solid on the ground. And he's yeah. just... He is. A, he's a better overall, especially top game guy. If if he gets to the in the top position against Fiala, Fiala's gonna have a hard time getting away from him. So, Fiala must have signed a four fight contract because they're trying to get him B right now to keep the money low. <laughs> it may happen. You don't know. Being honest, there's another. Man, there's another on the, one on there. Brendan Allen is fighting again against Jacob 
Malcon, that's a great fight. Great matchup. Mm-hmm. So Brendan Allen seems to be fighting quite often lately. And he's uh he had the one loss, but he's he's been uh coming back at it. Who was his loss to? He got oh clipped, God. right? And got knocked yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yep, yep, yep. God, who was his loss to? It was it uh Chris Curtis. Chris, Chris Curtis. Curtis, that's right. Yep. yep. Curtis hit him against the fence and rocked him a little bit and then put him away. Yeah. But he, Chris Curtis was losing that fight up until then. I know. It was, yeah, he was. was the, yeah, but, Chris Curtis was losing that fight up until then. But wasn't that the one in New York? Right? I think it was in New York. Mm, not uh, sure. Was it? Uh, okay, so let's go back to let's go back to uh, the fight card. Nah, it was UFC on ESPN, so definitely not mm. New York. Um, let's see. We got Hogario Bontarin versus Manel Cape. I'm gonna continue to say cop cape, whatever. However, you guys know, I say cape. I've, they, I've heard the commentary say cop. Uh, look, if he utilizes his wrestling just a tiny bit to make that threat real, and he just goes out there and lets his hands fly with mixing in some of the threat of the wrestling, I don't know a lot of guys that are gonna be able to beat him. He just, he just holds back, John. If he didn't hold back and he used all of his tools and all of his weapons, and he let them know how explosive he is, how good he is. He's going to be hard to beat. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be a champion. What I'm saying, though, is he could potentially make it up into that top 10 if he stops holding back and fighting conservative because he doesn't need to. He's more explosive than the majority of them. He's got, he's, got, he's got heavy hands. He's got good wrestling when he chooses to utilize it. It's up to him. So when I'm talking about his, his fighting style, I believe he's got the ability to walk through people. It's just a matter of which one shows up. The one that is being conservative with his striking and his wrestling and his abilities or the one that goes out there and tries to get guys out of there. Because yeah, that I mean, one, he, he's good. He does not want Bontarin to be able to get a, a hold of him and take him down. No, uh, Rogerio is very good on the ground. And he's decent in the stand-up, man. He, he'll stand and bang with just about anyone. He doesn't care. And uh, he's got power in his hands for you know a small guy. He can, he can bang, so... He matches up really well with Manel, but as you said, Manel's speed is the big difference. That's the difference maker when you're watching him fight. If he fights intelligently, uses his footwork, goes in and out, lands his shots, resets, comes back and does it again, he's a handful for anyone. I think right now, confidence-wise, he's starting to get confidence, and that's just going to make him more dangerous for everyone. Got it. Let's go back to the weighing in on the odds there for us podcast, Dave. Let's see if we can pick any of the fights that we just talked about. We'll see if we can pick them out and see what the odds are on those so we can maybe try to make a little extra cash for some of you guys on fights that maybe you guys want to try to do a um, a parlay or a, what's the other one called? Trifecta. <laughs> you get trifecta. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Scroll on down. Go Check that out. Andre Fialo is the favorite favorite he's the favorite well now that we've said that he's the favorite though but john this fight does hit the ground yeah but if he if he if this fight does hit the ground i'm kind of with you on this because i've grappled with fialo i've grappled him quite a bit now i'm sure he's gotten a lot better in the last four years since i've trained with him on the ground okay but when he left he was a blue belt (laughs) you know and and i know he's good he's got i know he's got good takedown defense i know for sure he's got that He's a stud when it comes to the sprawling brawl. He lets the hands go. I don't know enough about Matthews' wrestling, though, or whether he'll be enough and how his condition is to continue to push the pace and try and slow Fialo down to get that takedown. Now, if, look, you tell me. Jake Matthews, black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He's got decent wrestling. It, it really, it's not bad at all. He's got decent stand-up. He can fight everywhere, 
and he's got a good gas tank. I have seen him get tired, but I thought it was more of him uh, kind of blowing uh, the adrenaline dump and everything happens happens when you're under the big lights at times. But the guy can fight. But I think this is a great matchup where you know either guy can win the fight. It just depends on where if if Fiala is able to keep it on the feet, I'm going to go with Andre. If it ends up on the ground, I would go. I would go with Matthews. Got it. That, that's not saying a lot, though. That's not that's not an educated thing because anyone could say that about that fight. Well, that lets you know because the odds at mybookie.ag have it an over under. So the under is minus one thirty. I think my eyes see that. Yeah, one minus yeah. one thirty. So if that's the case, I mean, it seems like the betting books know exactly what they're talking about in this situation. So, uh, I mean, that this might be one of those bets I probably would lay on. I wouldn't. I maybe I wouldn't put the bet on. Because at plus 115, it really comes down to who's who can implement their game plan. Can Fiala keep it on the feet and knock him out? And can Matthews get the takedown and try to get a submission or at least control the top position for the round for the three yep. rounds? Yep. Uh, what about the Brendan Allen? He's a minus 270. You got... Um, Just a lot more experience yeah. for Brendan. You know, Brendan's, yeah. Brendan's probably got twice the amount of fights as Jacob right now. But Jacob's got heavy hands. Uh, he's a gamer. He's tough as hell. <sighs> I, I do believe that Brendan is fighting smarter now since he's been, you know, he's been with uh, Sanford MMA. He's been doing well there. I think he's finally hit that, that comfort zone with them. He's, uh, he's hearing them. He's responding. He's doing the right things when they're calling things out to him. I think he's just getting better with it. It's, this is a good fight for him. I, I look at the minus 270 and I, I would agree with it. I think he should be at least a two to one favorite. Got it. All right. Okay. Maybe that's a bet we lay on, or you just try to take the underdog, put a little extra money down, and see what you get. You so could. Hey, look, I, that's going to kind of. I think I go with Brendan. Go ahead. You go with Brendan. You just I put the money down on the, on the favorite. I would take your win. All right, guys. Well, hey, that's going to wrap up our talk on the UFC 275, and we're going to move on to some other stuff. But hey, maybe sure before you before we move on, go to mybookie.ag. Use that promo code Wayne in that QR code available right over there. If podcast they've left it up long enough. Win some money, and uh, we want to and win some money, man. Hopefully, uh, you guys uh, do well with uh, with the information we gave you. All right, let's get into some news there, podcast Dave. <clears throat> All right, uh, first piece is just uh, Dana White confirming that Rose and Carla two will not be happening immediately. Three. I think we all kind of expected that, but I just want to get your reaction there. Three? You mean number three? <laughs> uh, three, yeah. <laughs> okay. One, two, three usually comes after, but whatever. Uh, dude, your math skills have improved. In, after five They've gotten so they, much better so in the last better. five years. So much better. <laughs> Love it. Fantastic. Um, you cannot really blame some... Dana for looking at this and going, I don't want to put that fight right back together. It just I mean, wasn't. Yeah, that... it, it was that bad, you know, as far as. It was just not an entertaining fight. Fights, unfortunately, there's there's two ways of looking at the fight. Technical fight. Yes, it was. Very technical. Rose had her game plan. That's what uh, she followed. I think she followed her game plan the way that her coaches wanted. I think Carla did the same thing, and it just made for you know a boring fight. It just wasn't an entertaining fight, and fans want to see entertaining fights. Doesn't mean that they're not both good fighters. Doesn't mean that, you know, uh, they shouldn't have a rematch, but I can understand why they don't do it right away in that we don't want to go right back to that. Let's see if we can get some, you know, other people in there, some action going, and then 
let's see what happens. Maybe the, the title changes hands so we don't have to have the rematch and we can give Rose another chance. You don't know what's going to happen, so I understand it. So who would be next? Can you pull up the, the rankings there, Dave? For 125? Oh, sorry. I think Marina Rodriguez is next. Think I think so. that's the one. Yeah, that's the one you got to look at. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, unless... I really believe that... If Weili Zhang really like wins it. against Ioana... But if Ioana yeah. wins... But if Ioana wins... She's the rankings because of inactivity. And, get, and, 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 and who, right who, took, who took the title from Esparza the first time? Ioana. Yeah, Ioana. I yeah. really think it comes down to whoever wins this fight. The the Ioana and Weili. Might as be. Long as, it's a, as long as it's a good fight. Yeah, good fight. And then the loser may end up fighting. And I think they may have Rose fight Marina next. Maybe. And have the winner of this fight fight Carla. Makes sense. Yeah. It would make sense because Wei Lee and Carla would be a, kind of a good fight because Wei Lee's going to push her. She's going to make her use her wrestling, put her under pressure, make her land, take hard shots. She's not going to hold back. <clears throat> She's a bully. That's the way she runs. That's the way she runs her fighting game. And then, um, and Joanna's just going to pick her apart. Sprawl and brawl, use her footwork, just touch, touch, touch. Now, I'm not saying Carla can't win against either one of those females, but I mean, it makes for an interesting fight to watch them to make to have Joanna run it back with her or have Whaley fight her. And then Marina, she's gonna have to get through a top level fighter, someone like a Rose, somebody like a Whaley, or someone like a Joanna. So I, I can see that fight happening, to be honest. Yeah. We'll see. We'll we see. We will. Because I don't, I don't know out. if Marina's a big enough name yet to throw her into a title shot. She's and awfully good. Well, with, she beat Mackenzie Dern. good. She beat Mackenzie. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that. All right. So, I mean. She's not good. You can put I'm her up saying. there against any any of them, and she's going to be a handful for anyone there. Uh, it's, I just look at it and her say. Best win, her, her best win is Dern, though, correct? Well, yeah, Her probably. best win is Dern, yeah. who, who's not even. As far as ranking. What? Number four. number four, four, okay. But then let's talk about who who have been the best in that division since the divisions pretty much started. It's well, been the, the Joanna, girls that are there now, the females. Yeah, Joanna, Rose, and Whaley, Carly. Whaley. So if you're gonna have if you're gonna have Joanna and Whaley fight, who do you want to fight Carla? In terms of name value, because Carla's not a huge name value. You can't yeah. have Marina and Carla fight. There's not a big name value there. They're gonna have a big name value person fighter. And if they do win, then whoever Marina fights, I think it's going to be Rose next. You have Marina and Rose. You have Rodriguez fight against Rose. Then the winner of that automatically fights somebody who has a big name. Because okay. if Carla beats the winner of Joanna and Whaley, oh, shit. Now we have a star. Not a star, but now we have somebody with a little bit more name and pop. They yeah. just beat someone we all know. I Just my two cents. My two cents. Look at me putting my freaking Promoto hat on. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Call me Dana Black. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. yeah i like that that's right all right let's uh what's that what else you got there for us podcast dave <clears throat> all right uh we also did an announcement of marlon vera versus dominic cruz <sighs> for uh, the headline uh show in august yeah, that was gonna be this a couple weeks ago we did it's gonna be down in uh dominic's hometown of san diego from what i hear so make a difference no it, it's gonna be stylistically is it if it's headlining that works even more against him. Okay. If it was a three round fight, I could see him sticking and moving, sticking and moving, kind of causing problems for, for a couple least, of rounds. Yep. Two rounds, yeah. probably still in it, and then maybe getting the decision. Yeah. Five rounds. Ooh. ooh. 
Chito, Chito Vera, he gonna be coming in hot, trying to pressure him. I don't know if I don't know if Dom's got the power to knock him out. He maybe got the power to drop him, maybe try to jump on him and put him away. But I, I don't know, man. Chito showed me a lot in the last couple fights. He showed me a lot. I mean, he's gotten a lot better. He seems to be getting better, and his confidence is getting better. Yes, he is right now. He's on a terror. Dominic's not as active. He's getting older. I mean, there's no doubt that Dom's been one of the most dominant 135 bantamweights in the world since entering into the UFC. Absolutely. You know, even 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 WSC. Well, not, sorry, into the UFC. Sorry, you got to figure there was no bantamweight division when Dominic was the bantamweight yeah. champion of the WC when they moved all that over. He was the guy, and he he's remained the guy for a. All the way up until when Cody Garbrandt basically yep. took the title. You had the little thing with TJ Dillashaw for a little bit there. But, man, he, he's been remarkable in the Bantamweight division. Yeah, absolutely. He's been the pillar of that, I think that that whole weight class since, like you said, the WC days. And so when I look at when I look at this fight, though, stylistically, Chito is the worst kind of matchup for him. Somebody that can take a shot, someone who can check kicks and throw kicks to slow Dom's movement down. And, and you get into that clinch. You get into those clinching areas. If you don't get the automatic takedown right away, he's going to make you pay. Whether it's knees, whether it's elbows, he's going to make you pay. Look at his font. His, his stand-up has improved so much yeah. under the tutelage of Jason Perillo. Jason's done a fantastic job. Jason Perillo is a great coach. He doesn't get enough credit for what he does. You know, he did a great job with Mike Bisping throughout the years and stuff. You know, he was uh, with Tito Ortiz, uh, Mackenzie Dern's coach. But if you're talking hello, about a guy. BJ Penn. Where well, hello, that's true. Yeah, hello, that's true. Okay, there you go. I mean, <laughs> but he, he didn't get the credit. He never got it. He never, you know, and he's not yeah, that guy that, really, you know, looks for it. Like he wanted like it. No, he doesn't. Didn't bother him. Didn't that's what I love him. about him. Yeah. But Jason Perillo has done an unbelievable job with Cheeto. And I, Cheeto Vera believes in his coach. He believes in anything that he says, and he responds to what is going on in the fight. You know, if Jason tells him and calls something out, he's going for it. Right now, they're just they're they're two fighters in different directions, is the way I look at it. And it's not that Dominic Cruz is not just unbelievable; he is and has been fantastic. Cheeto Vera is right now; he's a hot. You know, the, the best thing that I heard was from Sean O'Malley saying, I think he deserves a rematch <laughs> based upon Sean. his performances. But, hey, hey dude, if, you, you know, if you're Sean, hey, you're being smart. But You are. Right you are. now, Vera's, he's definitely worked himself into fighting the, the top guys there. And this is one of those ones you look at if you're the promoter, you know, being the UFC. Hey, Dom, I love you. You still work for me. You're, you're an announcer and stuff, but. I'm going to put you against a guy that's the real deal. And, man, it's going to be a hard fight for you. I'm not saying you can't win it, but it's not going to be easy because both of these guys actually work for the UFC as, as announcers. Just Cheeto does it for the uh, Spanish uh, broadcast and stuff. I, I didn't so. know that. Yeah, he does. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. The, the thing with Dom, right, is that people have been overlooking him for years. We've always said, like, oh, that guy's going to beat him. Like, even when he came, even when TJ came back, or not, sorry, when Don came back and TJ was the champ, and they're like, oh, yeah, like, TJ's going to beat him. Didn't do it. So, Don's one of those guys that I can't I can't just brush aside and overlook no. too easily. No, he I've can got, beat anybody. He, I, he can beat anybody. Yeah. I just don't think in this fight it favors him in a five-round fight. In a three-round fight, I would have said, you know what? I can see Don getting it done. 
in five yeah. rounds. At the age that he's at, he's going to slow down in that fourth and fifth round. He started getting hit by Pedro Munoz when he fought him. You well, know? and so during that fight, he got the win. I got, it. I know he got the win. I know it was, and he got a unanimous decision. But he started getting touched by Pedro. And Pedro's not the same type of fighter that Chito is. Chito's stuff is going to come from all different angles: the knees up the middles, the elbows, the kicks. He's going to mix it up a lot more than Pedro is. So there's there's a diff, there's different targets that he needs to avoid when he dips his head left and right. Now I know he's been avoiding those targets for years, but as he be, he hasn't been avoiding them in the age that he's at now where he slows down a little bit. It's a little bit more predictable. You can see it kind of coming. You can kind of see it coming now when he dips a little bit to the left or the right. Let's take a look at Holly Holm. Okay. I said before she fought Vieira the last fight, I said, oh, she's going to be the faster fighter. Shit, I was wrong. You know what I mean? And Dom, he's normally, for the so many years, he's the throughout faster Throughout his career, fighter. he's been the faster his, fighter. He's been the faster fighter. And yeah. his movement has been so elegant and like just so creative and how he does things it i'll give it creative guessing. you're gonna say elegant it is it's been elegant it's crazy I think it has been man he it started is, stuff he's, that he's don't... so he's so far out of the norm that no yeah. one can do the things that he does it's his style and when you see guys trying to emulate it they can't it's just part of who he is I look at it as I say elegant only based on the fact that he did something that no one else could do. And not only did it, but he made it also look good. He made he made the movement and the striking off of it, plus the takedowns off of it. He got you to miss. He made you and he was he would kind of goat you in and talk shit to you to get you to overreact, get you to chase, and he would just piece you up. To me, that's just it's beautiful, man. It's it's almost like that. What what would uh, Tyson or not Tyson, but uh Muhammad Ali call it? It was just like it was like sweetness. It was like so nice to. It was so sweet to see someone move like that, and it was it was incredible because they're like, oh, you're gonna one day you're gonna dip into a head kick. Ne I've never seen him. Dip. I mean, he's he's got some. He's got clipped a little bit here and there. He's he's dipped it, he's dipped honestly, a lot. Until later ne never in his dipped into the head kick that I thought. Well, hold on. No. What not, was it that hurt him with Cejudo? Face down, ass up. What was it that hurt him with Cejudo? A knee. I thought it was. Was the it a knee? knee? Yeah. Was it a kick, but the knee landed? That's what I was thinking. I think it was a kick with the knee landed, I think, yeah. where he came in and he shot and the knee actually landed as it was being thrown as a kick. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, that's gonna that's gonna wrap that portion of it up. But I mean, look, look, I'm looking at Cheeto going, hey, he's right now it's his time, his confidence at all time high. He's got a good chance of winning this fight, especially in a five round if it's a main event. Yep. It's definitely gonna be yep. the main event. What's next? Yeah. What's next? All right. <clears throat> um, wanna get your thoughts on this, on Draj saying that uh she's not impressed with uh, Juliana Pena that she thinks that the 125 champ uh, Shevchenko and the 115 champ Carla would be would be harder fights than Juliana I'm, I'm, I'm look John I'm going to take her I'm going to take her side on one Shevchenko was the harder fight okay yeah that's it I'm not going to say the other one not not with Carla not with Rose not with uh, Joanna not with Whaley but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that Shevchenko is the harder fight. Yeah, I'm saying she's not putting enough respect on Juliana's skill set. This is also true. Juliana, that's also true. She's not putting enough respect on her name. Nope, nope, nope. Just being honest, it's this is not about personalities or anything like that. You can like her, you can dislike her. Juliana, I'm just saying she is. She believes you almost in herself. Said Velasquez. You almost said Velasquez. Yeah, I, was, I was getting close. 
Yeah, yeah Juliana Pena. Yeah. Pe- Ju- but Juliana is she's someone that believes in herself, and that confidence goes a, a long ways. Her ground game is stifling. She is she has shut down the ground attacks of a lot of very good ground fighters. Uh, and then you look at her last fight. She's you know she's got enough. You know I don't want to say it, but I'm gonna. She got the huevos to stand with someone that everyone is uh, considered as this, you know, knockout artist, and has proved that she can, you know, do that. Stood in the pocket with her and just kept landing shots to the point where wore out. You know, put some respect on Juliana Pena's name, man. She, she can fight. She's a champion, yeah. and she's there for a reason. Yeah, I'm only going to say that about the one champion, though. I'm not going to say I'm not going to say that about anybody else in the 125 pound division. I'm only saying about yeah. Shevchenko. As we said earlier yeah, in the yeah. show, I look at her. She's the best female fighter in the world. Technically, I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, in her fights with with Amanda Nunes, I mean, they were very close. Well, super yeah, close. close. But I mean, yeah, super close. But I mean, I look at her. If she was a little bit bigger, she'd be dominating all women. Well, I mean, if, I think if, all of them. If you look at her, her first fight against Amanda Nunes, Amanda wins the first, I think, two rounds. And then Valentina is putting it on Amanda in the third round of that. If that fight was a five-round fight, Amanda wasn't going to make it through it. But it wasn't, and no. Valentina loses a you know decision to Amanda. The, the five-round championship fight I did, I think it was a split decision. Mm-hmm. It was close, man. You know, one judge difference is the difference of her winning you know, that fight, not in— I'm not saying that you know the judges were right or wrong. I'm just saying it was that close. Yeah. So, you know, she's she is a just a stud when it comes to her fighting ability and the fact she can fight everywhere. She does everything well. Her stand up is fantastic. Her wrestling is good. Her ground game is really good. She doesn't have any weak points, and when she is put in a position where someone kind of shows that, oh, they have the ability to stay with her, then she goes and she makes that that skill set even better. To So the next person she fights, nope, you can't you can't stay with her there. So just yeah. that. I get it. Though. The beginning conversation of this whole thing, though, was she does need to put a little more respect on Juliana's name. Yeah. Juliana, Juliana deserves it. She's always been tough as a dog, just tough as nails when she goes out there. She's aggressive. She puts it all. puts in all the hard work. She dealt with a lot of injuries throughout her career. She was making a rise. Had a horrible knee tear. Yeah. Took her a long time to come back. Had a baby. Came back. She's now champ. Yep. Put a little respect on her name. I get it. Yep. Uh, what else you got for us, Dave? <clears throat> all right. Wrapping us up for the day. Uh, Sage Northcutt um, is, wants to return against Aoki, um, but is is kind of implying that Aoki does not want the fight. Hell, they're yeah, not I even in the t- same I- weight class now. Have you seen pictures of Sage Northcutt lately? <laughs> yeah. He's going to be a light man. heavyweight. Yeah, he's a big guy. He's Holy a lot shit. Bigger. Yeah. He's like, on that, I- one t- that one cut system. <laughs> the cutting system that one uses. Holy That's shit, it. man. You see those guys? You're like, what? You fight at 155? Why are you 198? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Man. Oh. Like, I will tell you this. I've done things with Sage. You talk about one of the nicest young men yes. out there. So polite. So kind to everyone. Yeah, he calls everyone, yes, sir. How are you, sir? Very good to see you, sir. He's just a nice young man. He's uh, he's still growing. And man, I mean, the the last, last set of pictures I saw of him, I go, holy shit. 
You you can kiss 155 goodbye. You can kiss 170 goodbye. You might even kiss 185 goodbye. <laughs> he was jacked. Hmm. All right. Well, hey, we're not going to get off on that, though, Dave. I want you to pull up the Laura Sanko talk. You do that, buddy. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to ruffle some feathers right now. Ruffling feathers. Let's see what's Look, going on. I know this. I know this was a couple weeks ago, but I've continued to say this for the longest time. OK, Laura Sanko and D.C. Uh, had a conversation. I don't know. I guess apparently it was like a week or two ago is what podcast Dave was saying. But I ran across it. She's talking with D.C. And I want to I want to preface this by saying. I've been saying this for the longest time because I'm a former fighter. Like DC is here saying the same thing. We do not know the rules. DC is like, what are you gonna? What are you trying to say? That we don't know the rules? And I'm gonna tell you, fighters do not know the rules. So when we're sitting cage side commentating fights or in the at the at the at the table or the desk talking about a judge's decision or talking about a ref's call. We don't know the rules. So I want to pl- I want to play this real quick. It's on it's on Laura Senko's uh I think it was on DC's also is why I came across it today. But how much damage was I done? How much I agree. Push pause, push pause. They they are they're talking about the Caitlin Vieira and Holly Holm fight and the decision on that and how it all went down. And so he's talking about how much damage was done. DC is talking about uh, talking about the damage and things like that. So I'm not going to even get into what the decision was, I'm just talking about strictly because we've gone over that a thousand times already since this fight has happened. But listen to what they have to say. The thought, you know, when, when you see the word effective grappling, to me, effective grappling, a big component of effective grappling is controlling someone. But I'm telling you, and this is what I'm saying, you and I are aligned, but it's not how these judges are taught to look at the fights. And the fact that we don't know that and fighters don't know that and coaches for the large part don't know that and the fans really don't know that, that's the problem. It's not that we've got stupid judges. It's that the way that the rules are being instructed to them is maybe not how DC or the other experts in this in this industry think it should be done. And that to me is where you have an opportunity for, I don't want to say wholesale change, but shifts in thinking because I'm with you. Well, you, but, so you essentially not saying the judges aren't dumb. We're dumb because we don't know because we don't understand what we're watching. Essentially, whenever huh. we've done it at the, I think DC the just highest got it. level, but how much no. damage? Was done? So there, I'm just simply saying, look, I was that same person though, before I started working with John, before I started sitting, sitting with him at the bar, I'm literally doing what they are doing right now on this show. John and I would be debating until the bar closed, drinking, Amstel lights and you know, Bud lights or whatever it was and just going back and forth because I was like, what do you mean that if I don't control you this way and that way and you're telling me that I didn't win that round? He's like, no, the person that when your head got rocked back in that fight or when you got sat to your butt, even though it looked like it, even though it looked like a shot and it was just a bump and you fell over and you lost your balance, some judges may look at that as being you got knocked down. There's so many different ways of how they look at the fight. Fighters and commentators, which are majority of the times fighters who have fought at the highest level, they do not know the rules. And you want to know why? And I'll give you an example. You go to the Aljo situation. His corner was yelling to him what the rules were while he, because if you notice when he first popped up, his face wasn't the same as when it was after he found out what would happen if he won. If, if it was a no contest or if it was whatever it was ruled. 
okay, if he won that fight. And he's not the only one that does it, okay? I'm not going to get into this Aljo situation. Okay? <laughs> We're all past that shit. I'm well, going to like, but Diego fighters, Diego you've heard Sanchez fighters did say. did it against Pajaya when he's asking the referees, so hold on, if I can't continue, I win, right? <laughs> he's yeah, trying to figure things and, out. He is not the only one, John. How many times have you heard fighters do that? I've heard I've heard fighters do it countless times. It's, and they can't, that means the fighters do not know the rules. They're like, oh, well, they could have just been rocked and they didn't know where they were. Okay, then they shouldn't have been fighting the rest of the time. It should have been a DQ or should have been a no contest, whatever it was. But how many times have fighters been like, yeah, yeah, you know, I got, I got poked in the eye. Oh, I get five minutes. No, you don't get five minutes. See, fight, some, majority of fighters don't even realize that. No. You get five minutes of injury time. But just because you got poked in the eye doesn't mean you get five minutes. The growing shot is only one of them. I'm giving examples that people at home, okay, majority of you guys are going, oh, yeah, he gets five minutes. No, he doesn't. These are just simple examples. The rules are so much more in depth that they don't even, that, that we very rarely see. There's so many little tiny ones that we don't, we very often, we don't see very often in the cage. So when it happens, everyone's like, shit, what was that rule? I don't know what it was. So when DC's like, so you're saying we're the dumb ones. No, we're not the dumb ones. We're just the ones that don't know the rules as well as we should, like the refs and the judges and everyone else that, that is, this is their job. Okay. And that's kind of how I wanted to talk about this a little bit is it's just funny. I, I, I was funny first off because the two of them were, it was, it was funny the way that it was presented and I thought it was great. I thought Laura Senko put on a great performance in terms of she was really trying to break it down in the best way she could with DC. And I love that she was giving him the push because he likes to push people around, you know, with all that extra weight <laughs> at 275. But, uh, Is but he overall, 275 now? he's got to be pushing. Oh, I love it. Man. He's enormous. Yep. Um, but overall, I, look, they're both good people. I just, I oh. wanted to give them a little love too on the show, but I also was just like, Hey, fighters, fans, announcers commentators everyone we got to know the rules better if we're gonna if we're gonna judge the refs and the judges by what they do in there we got to make sure we know better we got to make sure we know what we're talking about and i've been a i've been a victim not a victim of it i've been culprit the person that has done that culprit, a culprit of that myself and it's it's not good you know and um we just got to continue to get better be better at ourselves be better than there's be a better for everyone and ourselves. There's a couple ways of looking at it, though. And, and, like, what DC... DC knows fighting. But he also knows what he likes to do in a fight. And that's always going to look better to him if a fighter is doing something similar than someone that does something that he's not good at it. It's just the way things are. But the, the whole point is this. When you say, we've got to be better. We do. All of us. But fighting right now, the UFC is pulling in DC, Laura Sanko, Joe Rogan. They they are they are meeting up in Las Vegas. It's coming up this week, coming up, and they're having a you know teaching session where they're they're bringing in some people from the Nevada State Athletic Commission, referees that you know, a couple of judges that you know. I didn't know go, that. Yep, to go and That's actually. Awesome teach them because it's not fair they believe this is the problem they believe what they're saying is right when sometimes it's not and I you thought look, it was you go, right i know and, and and it's i thought it was right and it's people look you know they look at things and you go 
you know, Joe Rogan, in fact, it was when he had Aljamain Sterling on, he was talking about, and you, you actually sent me the, uh, the clip yeah. of it, I think, when he's talking about this is what, you know, this is what I would like to see in as far as judging. You know, it shouldn't be you know, you're about control. It should be more about the damage because, you know, you can control someone and not hurt them. And it's like, Joe, that's that's the ch changes that we made back in 2016 that caused the whole uproar and stuff. But that was what was changed in judging was we're trying to get it get away from you controlling someone for three rounds would get you a win to where you had to try to finish them or do damage to them. Damage was going to be the thing that caused judges to lean towards one fighter over the other the most of anything that happens. And so I think it's great that the UFC is pulling in those Absolutely. all of their commentators and putting on that class to get them to where they they have a, a at least a one-on, it's not a one-on-one, -on -one, but it's a class where they can ask the questions and that official can give them the answers so then they at least can say, look, this is what I was told you know, when I, when I went to this class. And so this is what I believe is happening right here. It's going to just make them, it's going to make them better at what they do. They're, look, they're, they're all phenomenal at their job. Oh, absolutely. No they're they're great at calling you, the fight. And just sometimes, you know, absolutely. DC all the time says, look over at John Attic says, John, what should they do here? And you look and go, that's where Josh is saying you don't know the rules. You know, if yeah. you're asking your play-by-play -play guy, what should they do here? <laughs> I love it. That's you not knowing the rules. That. No, it's not just that though. Like I said, I, I've been the I've been one of the culprits as well, and I know other fighters. And I've been in the sport. I've been in this sport a lot longer than DC has. Oh yeah, o almost ten years longer than him. Yeah. And so and and like and I was fighting in these when the rules were coming along. I had to know the rules in, in different oh, states that's, because they that's were when it was changing. even worse because it changed all the time. Randy could do back in the you know old days. Randy Couture used to go crazy because we would change rules from one show to the next, you know, and it was, he would go, he says, he goes, he says, Hey, I've, I've come up with this thing. I said, you can't do that. He goes, what do you mean? I could do it in the, in the last fight. I talked to you guys. I said, yeah, they just changed the rule. He says, you guys can't fucking do that. Yeah. <laughs> it was, you know, it was like that. I, I had someone, you know, and this is where people are you know, always going to say something uh, on Twitter said something, you know, you were the dumbass that fucking, you know, you didn't put fucking Dwayne Ludwig and, and Genki Sudo back in the same place and you put them you know, in the standing position. That was the dumbest move ever. You're right. It was a dumb move, but it was the only thing I could do because that was what the rule set said at the time yeah. was <laughs> if you ended up having to stop the fight for whatever reason, you know, fucking mouthpiece, you're going to bring the fight to the doctor, anything, and you had to separate the fighters, you couldn't put them back in the same position. You had to stand them up into their corners and restart the fight. That was the rules. And so you look at you go, thank God we got away from it. But yeah, yeah that's what I had to do back then. It's, that was yeah. what the rules Because that's what happened back then. I remember in every state I fight in Idaho, the rules were different. I fought sure. in Washington, the rules were different. I fought in Montana, rules were different. Yeah. Everywhere you went, Oregon, the rules were different. It was, yeah, you had to, you, every time you had a rules meeting, it was like, hey, pay attention. These rules are different than any other state you guys have fought in. Just remember that. Like, none of the states in the Northwest were the same when I was coming up, you know? So, that was something we always had to keep in our mind and keep in mind when we were, uh, when we were getting ready to fight. And I'm sure it was no different. So, like I said, I've been doing this sport. I've been competing in this sport for the longest time. I had my first fight, I believe, in like 97, right after my, like, right after, before my birthday. I think it was right after my birthday. In 97 
And so then on, the rules were changing everywhere we went until we got to the UFC. And even in the UFC, the rules were changing sure. periodically. Not as much, not as often, but they still changed from show to show. Yeah. You know? And so you, those are things that you always have to be prepared for. And uh, these fighters, they're not dumb. They're not. Absolutely no, not. DC saying, oh, we're dumb. Smart. No, you're not dumb, buddy. You know you're not dumb. It's just a matter of that. We need to know what we're looking at. We need to know what the control is when See, the but, head snaps back. But fighters kind of look stuff. at things a certain way. You know, and I did this with you. I would walk into a fighter's locker room if you know I was going to referee their fight because yeah. I wasn't going to go back, give them rules, stuff like that. You know, and I would do the same thing every time. And I did it with DC and the, and the you know, I said, hey, all right, so let me ask you, do you have any questions about any rules? Anything you want me to cover? Anything you want me to go over? Nope, no more. So you know everything. Okay, so let's talk about a grounded fighter. Explain to me what a grounded fighter is. And fighters, almost every time, three points of contact. Right, that was that was always their answer. Three points of contact, and I go, no. What? No, yeah. it's not. It's not three points of contact. It can be, but no, doesn't mean that it's three points of contact. So you understand what a ground fighter is, right? Yeah, I gotta have three points of contact. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I said, let me ask you this: if if your if your knee is on the ground, I said, are you a grounded fighter? Is my hand down too? No, just your knee. No. Yes, you are. You're a grounded fighter. That's one, one point of contact. If you're on your butt and your hands are up in the air and your feet are up in the air, I go, are you a grounded fighter? I don't know now. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> come on. You know? You're the yeah. fighter. You're supposed to know this stuff. But yeah, I mean, and it's, hey, yeah. they know fighting and they know the fighting techniques and, and the rest of it just all kind of plays out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's just a matter of understanding exactly what it is. They're like, not even just by the rules. Um, it's the scoring criteria. You know, that's, I think, what the biggest culprit is right now is just understanding what the judges are really looking at and what they evaluate as being the most effective thing. Okay? And it goes in stages. Damage, obviously, being number one. And then, see, like for me right now, I don't even know what number two and three and four and five are. Okay? Because that's the, that's the point. Is we For me, I just look now at 100% damage. And then who is controlling where the fight is actually going after that in committing that damage? That's what I look at the most. Those are the two things. What's number two, John? Well, damn, it's not. When we look at it, striking and grappling, which one is more? But if you're looking at the striking element or the grappling element, you're looking towards damage. And you know, people say, well, you can't have grappling and damage. Yes, you can. When you have you know something like uh, Tony Ferguson against Charles Oliveira and you have that arm bar, how devastating was that arm bar as far as did it cause damage to the arm? Did Vitor Belfort's arm bar against John Jones cause damage to his arm? Yeah, it did. Does it mean that he wins the fight? No, both of them. One, John Jones got out. The other, Charles Oliveira, the bell stopped it. But these are the things that you have to look at and say, when a fighter's caught in a choke, and it's a good choke, does that damage them at all? Sure it does. It's, it speeds up their heart rate. They don't get to breathe during that time. That is considered grappling damage. It doesn't have to be the same as the punch, but that's your grappling damage. So, yeah, you're always looking for those elements. So in the grappling, the number one thing is, did they get put into a catch situation? A submission was possible. It didn't work, but it was on and it was tight. That's going to be damaging to the fighter. So, yeah, you're looking exhausted. We've exhausted that conversation and caused a lot of damage in my brain from just talking about it so much <laughs> over the times. But, hey, go to waitingpodcast.com, pick up some of our merch. We've got sweatshirts, 
Hey, there you Sweatshirts. go. We, we've got long sleeves, short sleeves, and we've got coffee mugs, and we've got hoodies. Of course, we've got hoodies. That's the number one thing that everyone likes to buy. So check out our WayneInPodcast.com. Pick up some of our merch. Post a picture of yourself wearing it. And we want to thank you guys for continuing to support our our, our love our for endeavors. this sport. Our endeavors and our love for this sport, man. Also, go to Lions Not Sheep. Pick up a free cane. Hashtag free cane Velasquez shirt. You guys can. They're the only website that is officially selling them. So if you buy them off someone else's website, that money does not go to his family and supporting his family or helping him with his attorney fees or anything along those lines. So please go to lions.sheep dot com and pick up uh one of your free cane shirts there i want to thank you guys so much for supporting him and his family and his kids and uh thanks john take us away bud to everyone out there thanks for listening in we hope you have fun watching the ufc from singapore i know it's going to be on at a little bit different hour but have fun watching it and we will see you